Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome back to the American Vandal After Show here on After Buzz TV. Tonight is part two of our American Vandal coverage. We'll be breaking down the fourth poop crime, the dump, and the turd burglar's true identity. And you know, for a mockumentary, things get pretty serious. You don't want to miss any of it, so stick around. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Again, welcome back, all you poop-loving American Vandal fans. Thank you for tuning in tonight. As always, I'm Veronica Valencia, and joining me tonight we have... Hey guys, Sam Davidson here. I am Ravette Soro. Coming up later in this show, there is so, so much to cover. We're going to be talking about the glitch, the glitch suspect, the turd burglar's true identity, his multiple kind of identities, and then we have another tale from the toilet, a true poop crime story. <laughs> yeah. We got we got a few of these. But before we get into any of that, ladies, this our overall thoughts kind of on this season, more so our our feel of the overall tone that this season took as opposed to season 1, what we think. Yeah, I thought it got a little bit serious and preachy by the end of it, and I've seen it twice, and each time I'm kind of like either putting away laundry or something, and I stop, and I'm like, really? We're going to go on that tone and end there? So I didn't love it, and I thought it was confusing. Mm -hmm. Yvette? I agree. Um, Season one seemed to be more funny, and this season we did see it get a little serious, but I did enjoy it. Um, It did touch on certain social issues, um, social media issues. I I kind of liked where they went with it because it started off as this big prank that was hilarious and gross, and then it ended with a message. So I kind of liked that about it. Mm-hmm. I very much appreciate the fact that they did try to, in their own way, touch upon some of these social issues that our society is facing today. I think in your... Uh, words, uh, Sam, I did kind of agree in that it towards the end it did feel a little preachy, especially in that last episode. I think the first season did a really good job of kind of, you know, giving us some moral lessons, but not in such an in-your-face way, whereas this la- these last two episodes, specifically of the season, were very much like we're telling you at this point what we were trying to tackle kind of thing. But I do appreciate that they did do it. Yeah, well, because I think it's also too important to remember the first season, there was dicks drawn on cars. Nobody was really hurt. But here, making people shit themselves, and, may, and some of them on several occasions, could actually be very detrimental to their, like, intestinal health. So he could have caused problems for people, like, for the rest of their lives. It could cause death, potentially. It could, yeah. And they made a point in the beginning to kind of say, oh, the maltitol wasn't, it wouldn't really hurt anyone. It would just make them poop themselves. But who who the turd burglar ends up being, like, who's to say that they really knew that? I'm sure they didn't know the any all the effects that maltitol could have, you know? Yeah. 
parents. So not nice. Bad karma. Bad bad karma. Bad juju. <laughs> Very bad karma for you. So let's dive right into uh, the beginning of episode four with the glitch suspects. We find out that uh, Sam and Peter are getting very deep into their investigations going so far as to realize that whoever the turd burger is has a glitch in their phone, which this was a real thing, right? That uh, happened? Like there yes. was an actual glitch? Yes, that happened to me on my phone. I was very irritated. Wait, what, did, what do you mean? I don't know. The what... glitch where you would write the letter I and it would change it to A and then a question mark in the box. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I don't think that happened to me. I don't remember that happening to me. Or maybe it did and I just didn't Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. It was horrible. (laughs) Did it happen to you, Sam? (laughs) No, but I mean, I've had my phone do weird things but not um, specifically that. Hmm, I don't know. So they kind of brought in this real-life experience with the glitch and then they were able to find three suspects from the tip jar, which I love Sam here. It's just the tip day, ladies. It's just the tip just day. The tip. Hey! <laughs> Give it up for Steve in the booth for our amazing sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so they're able to find these three suspects. Drew Pankratz, Jenna Hawthorne, and Paul Schnorenberg. <laughs> ladies, at when they were going into their little um, interviews, did we really think that any of these three could have potentially been the turd burglar? I thought Jenna. You thought Jenna? I thought she was guilty from the start. I just, you know, her talking about kids are jealous of me at school and kids talking about how much money she has and the whole I'm best friends with Kendall Jenner incident that blew up in her face when she was really (laughs) at a meet and greet. (laughs) I can just, I could see her, you know, being the turd burglar. And she's the only one. I didn't think Drew Drew could do it, um, but Jenna, for sure, I thought could potentially be the turd burglar. Because last season it was a girl, wasn't it? It ended up being um, a girl, I believe. I, it, towards the end, it was heavily implied it was the girl, the uh, valedictorian, yeah. right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I will just say I was shocked no boys wanted to be on this panel, but it is three girls. Maybe we just think it's funnier than guys do. So I thought... <laughs> <laughs> we have a better sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> We have stronger stomachs, too, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't... What My initial thought is I don't think any of these three could really have the ability to pull off these elaborate pranks. They just seemed... They all had, as Sam and Peter put it, they all have motives. They all have some form of access. Um, but they also all have alibis. And so they were quickly taken off, but I just, my initial thoughts is I just don't think any of these people could have done it, especially uh, Paul Schnorenberg. I felt like he was too, you know, he was very against what he's called sinners, and mm-hmm. if he did this, it would very much make him a sinner, so I was like, this guy, no way he did it. Yeah. No. It was, I guess, it. I, I don't know, I thought, I definitely thought it could have been her, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so then we also find out there is a fourth poop crime, the crap calendar. Oh, my god! Which this one was kind of a, a fun reveal because it wasn't super public. Mm-hmm. What did we think about this crime in comparison to the other three that were very public, were very elaborate? This is not as harmful to others. True. It's a little softer. True. Still disgusting, but... Mm-hmm. Softer for everyone except the person that ate the shit. <laughs> just, that poor, poor teacher. Oh my goodness. I can't. The way that they covered it up <laughs> and 
that they, you know, Sam and Peter found out. It was just crazy. I'm like, these kids are doing some real life investigations. <laughs> Were either of you two surprised that, because I'm sure when there wasn't a big blow up about this poop, this fourth poop crime, did either of you think that maybe the turd burglar, it was surprising that he didn't say anything like, oh, a crime happened, but your teacher swept it under the rug kind of thing? Because I feel like he's very narcissistic. They would, he would want his work to be seen. Yeah. At, at this moment in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, for a second, thought it could be one of those um, copycats. Like, they had the copycat killers and mm-hmm. scream and everything. And I thought, hmm, that doesn't really seem like it's his style. Maybe someone else just thought it was a good idea and is just doing it on a lower level. At this point in the show, since it was the fourth crime, I just felt this is when I went from, oh, it's just a funny prank to this person is really out to hurt someone. So in my head, it wasn't about trying to get attention or make it known at this point. I just kind of thought he was really trying to target someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And just a random throw in. What do we think of Hot Janitor? Did we like Hot Janitor? Yes. No. <laughs> I didn't like him. Yes. I, I liked him. Mixed feeling on the board up here. I thought he was a fun little character to throw in there. He seems like a very peaceful, happy, um, woodsy man. I enjoyed him. He was, he was a fun. He was a fun little um, addition in this whole fourth poop crime incident. <laughs> so let's go on to now talking about Lou, because I feel like in the midst of all this happening, we kind of had the glitch suspects, which some of us believe could have potentially done it, some of us didn't. I felt like Lou was a bigger suspect, and again, Peter is so invested and truly believes that it's DeMarcus and feels like Lou being guilty is bringing it back to DeMarcus. So what did we think about Lou and then coming, circling back to this idea that it's DeMarcus, that DeMarcus is the turd burglar? Excuse me. At this point of the show, I didn't think DeMarcus was, and I really didn't think Lou was. They tried to make it out that, you know, Lou is the brains behind DeMarcus. He's the reason he's so successful and popular. I just, I didn't buy it. I don't think Lou was smart enough to pull off a prank like four pranks like this, I just I didn't buy it not one bit. Well, they Peter kind of made it sound like Lou and Demarcus were a team, but even yeah. so, you think that neither of them are just smart enough to pull off something so elaborate. I think Demarcus is smarter than Lou, but like we said in the previous episode, I just think Demarcus has too much on the line to really risk anything. He even said, you know, I'm so close to graduating, to, you know, going to play ball at UCLA, or Lou doesn't want him to go to UCLA. But he's just so close to the finish line that he wouldn't risk something like that. So I didn't think Mm -hmm. either of them were. Were involved. Yeah. I felt bad for them. That was not cool. And I think it was pretty obvious. I don't know. I just think it's pretty obvious it wasn't them. And it it was just kind of mean, like, that they were targeted that quickly. I would agree. I felt like Peter just had it in his mind from the very beginning that he was so convinced it was DeMarcus that any little piece of tidbit that could tie it back to DeMarcus would give him hope, for lack of a better word, because it would have to be them as a team because Lou doesn't really have motive. He has kind of access with the when they find him at being able to go in the teacher's lounge. Um, he doesn't really have an alibi, I guess, because they never really looked into him, but 
the pieces with Lou most certainly don't add up, and it's really just a way to bring DeMarcus back into the spotlight and thinking that he is the turd burglar. <laughs> and in Lou's whole storyline, we basically kind of find out a little bit more about the dynamics of his and DeMarcus's friendship. What did we think about that? Did, did we feel for DeMarcus because it didn't feel like a genuine friendship between him and Lou as, of the, as it was made to seem in the very beginning? Um, kind of. I just felt bad uh, for him for a while throughout the entire thing. Lou or DeMarcus? Oh, DeMarcus. Okay. No, with Lou, yeah, I know I didn't feel bad for him because he's, like, kind of signed himself up for mm-hmm. what he got, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I did feel bad for DeMarcus, but at the same time, I think in DeMarcus's head, you know, this is just high school. Like, Lou is cool for now, and he even said it, you know, he's... Even Lou, I don't really trust him, but he's the one that's there right now. DeMarcus knows that this friendship is most likely temporary. With Lou, he has sort of made DeMarcus the center of his whole mm-hmm. world. So when, you know, DeMarcus could potentially go to UCLA, Lou wants to do any and everything to stop that. And I just think he's really made DeMarcus his whole focus and attention. He's drawn to DeMarcus. Yeah. I- yeah, I was just going to say, like, in a way, this entire thing, it annoys me that they kind of had to go there. We have so many other TV shows where we can see storylines like this. I don't really care that much to see it on American Vandal. Like, show me more poop. Show me more dicks on cars. <laughs> That's what we signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will admit in this scene... Um, I did find it kind of sad. I did feel... I felt more for DeMarcus than I ever did for Lou, just because DeMarcus... He, he, on the outside, from an outsider's perspective looking in, he is not an outsider, but he probably feels that he is. And the mm-hmm. fact that his closest friend doesn't treat him like a friend, treats him more like an, a valuable asset, was very upsetting. And we also learned that Lou is the one that called the cops on skip day. And then this also kind of brings Tanner and Chloe back into the spotlight with Tanner now feeling bad. He ratted out Kevin and again and again with Chloe, like with her and Tanner, still very unsure of what her true motives is in this entire entire show. At this point, are we still confused on kind of why she's taking such big risks for Kevin? Yeah, I don't trust her. I've never really trusted her because everything she said hasn't really been true. So I have no idea why. I'm surprised that they didn't really investigate her more. Good point. And they didn't really go too far into her storyline. It was just, oh, I was friends with Kevin for a while years ago, and then we drifted apart. I kind of wanted more from her. I mean, they're here because of Chloe, and they didn't, like, I wanted more. So, and I think that goes to your point, Sam. That's why I think we don't trust her. Everything she said turned out not to be true, and we still don't really know her. I agree. I felt like because she is the person who brought Sam and Peter here, everything that she says is kind of taken with truth. It's not um, to really be questioned because it's like, it's Chloe. She's the one who brought us here. She's the one who's trying to vouch for Kevin and prove his innocence. She claims she knows who the real turd burglar is, so it's like we're just taking her word for it, which she very well seems very well connected, so she too could have been a suspect. They just never bothered to go into her details. So now, in in the midst of this investigation, a lot of suspects have been coming up, but then the show kind of takes this 
more serious tone as we kind of mentioned in the beginning of our show. But before we get into discussing this more serious tone, we do have a special announcement for all of our fans. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after show for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know that you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on the air in one of our other After Shows, since we're going to be wrapping this up tonight. But for now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you, Sam. All right, ladies, let's talk about Kevin wanting to drop out of the documentary. We obviously see in a a surveillance videotape that he is confronted by DeMarcus and Lou. What did we think about this sudden, his sudden absence from the documentary and then confessing he, he is the turd burglar? Like, this is his second confession at this point. And if you can't see, if you're watching, um, excuse me, if you're listening to this on iTunes, I'm doing so many air quotes right now with these <laughs> confessions. What did we think of this sudden, abrupt halt in their investigation with Kevin trying to confess again? I assumed that it was somebody else manipulating him and blackmailing him, or that maybe he started to do it with someone else, and then he backed out and felt bad, and then the other person said they were going to expose him and just threw something else over him. Um, so that's what I thought that was. But, which was kind of right, but kind of not. Mm-hmm. I I didn't believe it when he confessed the second time either, and I just think, I knew at this point that there was something that we don't know. I knew probably in the next episode something was going to be revealed because it was just, it was too easy the way, you know, the surveillance videos caught DeMarcus and Lou and then, you know, beating up Kevin and then him going inside the store. It just, it seemed too obvious and I was like, there's something that we don't know still, so, and I really, I at this point had no idea, but I knew that something wasn't adding up and something needed to be revealed still. The very least, the one thing I did appreciate about this moment is that it finally made Kevin realize that Demarcus and Lou could not be the turd burglar just because the time that the confrontation happened is also the time that he was in contact with the turd burglar. So it kindly made him lay off of this idea. And as an audience, it allowed us to be like, finally, okay, now who can we really investigate that is more of a suitable suspect? And then, again, we kind of get this reveal, again, with Lou and DeMarcus, that the reason they were late to the pep rally is because DeMarcus had a physical therapy appointment. And this is where we learn, uh, this is where we bring Jenna back into the spotlight as a suspect. And, of course, you girls already kind of suspected her from earlier on. But in episode eight, she comes back around. Was this a surprising reveal? Or was it like, yes, it's getting good, like, finally for you? I was surprised that she was smoking weed in her car, that she was that kind of girl. (laughs) She always, you know, she seems to be, like... 
you know, a little bit more prissy. And then all of a sudden she's like, sorry, I'm just too high right now. I was <laughs> like, I just, I actually found it funny. I was happy mm-hmm. that it was getting funny again. <laughs> when she came back into the storyline, that's when I was like, I know she's involved because they already investigated her. They said she had an alibi. She was at her internship. Once again, air quotes. And <laughs> the fact that they brought her back, oh, she actually got into a car accident with Lou, which stalled her and she was running out of the gym. That's when I, I was really like, this is confirmation. She did something. But, yes, her getting high, like, I was cracking up. <laughs> like, I didn't see that coming either. Oh, I, she was so out of it. Yeah. And I was like, it was very funny to have kind of, like, one of those little moments. And to your point, Sam, of her being prissy, in terms of her personality, it was very funny and surprising. But I could also see her be like, my family has the money and this is my family's company. I could kind of get away with whatever I want. Which is why maybe she was smoking in her car. Yeah. Because she felt like she could. Um, so, yeah, we basically learned that... Well, let's rewind. She kind of somewhat confesses that she did the third crime, the shit launcher. But were we surprised to find out that she is saying she's not the tur burglar, but she knows who is and didn't come forward with it? Yes. That, I'm like, okay, this is making sense now. It's every girl in, like, a suspense teen movie that it's like, yes, I knew. What was I going to do? Mm-hmm. He was the most popular boy in school. Whatever it was. <laughs> that's that's what where my mind kind of went. But she's she's not straight. She wouldn't... But she still was working with somebody. Interesting. Yeah, at this point, I just... It, it made sense. But I, I was shocked because I never thought that the turd burglar could be more than one person. So, yes, Sam, like you said... It all sort of made sense. It started to sort of make sense at this point. I agree. I thought it was very interesting when we found out that it wasn't one person committing all of these crimes. It was multiple people, and pe- but people who were confessing to not be the Turberger, people who were not necessarily wanting to be involved in these type of crimes. And this is where we bring, I believe her name is Abby Samuels, into the picture because she is the, the catfish. We basically learned that Jenna has been being catfish and who she's talking to is <laughs> manipulating her and blackmailing her into fulfilling this third poop crime. Can we talk about Abby for a minute and just how, like, I personally never really thought about this, but, like, yeah, when you leave your phone with someone, they have access to all your private information. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And also, like, the suggestive pictures and stuff. I'll just say, I'm an old lady when I tell young girls this. I'm like, guys, stop it with the sexy naked photos on your camera. I don't care if it's Snapchat. Like, don't be an idiot. So I, you know, I felt for her. But I was like, oh, yep, girls, I'm going to go tell this story to the young kids. This could happen, you know. But I, if you have a, I guess you do tell them what your uh, passcode is if you take mm-hmm. it in. I agree. I mean, and to your point, I'm I'm glad that they brought this up in the show because this happens every single day. People send pictures or videos to people who they think they trust or they can trust, and then they end up all over the Internet. There are websites dedicated to just putting people's shit all out there. Not literally, but... (laughs) Not sent in the box. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I'm I'm glad they touched on this, Um, but like we mentioned, they kind of took it to, like, a really serious place. Yeah, where I just did. Kids, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Do we know how old Jenna is? I thought... 
She was in college, or Jenna. Jenna. Um, well, I'm assuming senior. like 17. Maybe? I thought she was around 17. And granted, as a young female in high school, this is not where your mind probably would go because you're so consumed with the fear of having your private photos leaked. Yeah. However, that's technically, you know, illegal if that were to ever get out because she would have been a minor, you know? Yeah. Right? Again, yes. to all of our listeners, uh, I, that that is, I do not have all the proper research to brought, um, to back up that claim. That is something that I felt like I heard once before. Yeah. It, so I'm know. not entirely sure. So apologies to anyone that might be listening if that is incorrect. I think people just, uh, at the end of the day, aren't getting in that much trouble for someone. You know what I mean? There's so many other crazy things going on online. Mm-hmm. But I think... The point is, is that what he did and hack and do all this stuff, like, that's kind of hard to do and highly illegal. And the fact that he did it so long ago and has been using it for so long and that she felt so violated was kind of sad. Again, you know, I feel like kids in high school talk a lot. And as the show kind of dives into it, that, as you put it, Sam, this person has been at it for months. The fact that... A good chunk of the student body has probably heard of this catfish, but they're not talking amongst each other like, oh, yeah, I met a really beautiful girl on Instagram and she's hitting me up. You know, well, I met that same girl, you know. I'm surprised that it's not being spread around because it's high school and things spread like wildfire. I had that same thought because, yeah, like you said, it, it's high school. Even not in high school, people talk to their friends like, oh, this this catfish, this fake account tried to message me. And like you said, or Grayson messaged so many people, and only a handful replied. And then even less than that actually built somewhat of a relationship online with him. And the fact that it didn't get out, that was sort of unrealistic, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And as you kind of put it, uh, Rivette, this is the moment where we do find out the true turd burglar's identity. Before we go into the identity and the dump and the seriousness <laughs> of, yes, the big dump. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you say it, it's so funny. I it feel is. like you're so proper, <laughs> I just have to say. We, yeah. We're going to talk about the dump, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> over here. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to remind all of our viewers about iTunes. Of course, you can always catch us on YouTube and discuss with us in the comments there but if you can't make it to YouTube you can always listen to us on iTunes as well you can go there give us a rating uh, you can go rate review and subscribe give us a comment as well you know what five stars is great because one through four doesn't work anyway so <laughs> definitely go to YouTube and iTunes we would very much appreciate that so yes Grayson Wentz ends up being the turd burglar. Did, what did we think? Did we, when he was first introduced in the series, did we ever have a strong feeling, oh yeah, this guy totally did it? No, I never even, I barely paid attention Me to too. him. I was like, oh, he's out. It's not him. He's not even, he doesn't go to the school anymore. Like, I just, I did not think he was the turd burglar at all. Yeah, I barely remembered him. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> Does it almost feel out of place in a sense because looking back at least for me I was like the pieces do add up he had 
a lot of motive to want to get back at not only the kids of St. Bernardine, but also the faculty who, with Mr. Giswaldi, who got him expelled. He, I guess, had the access. He was doing the catfishing, and he had people do his dirty work for him because, like you said, Rivette, he got expelled, so he's not allowed on school property. So the pieces all lined up looking back, but do we felt, feel that was almost kind of forced? Yeah, I just wish we could have gotten to know him a little bit better and there could have been some more footage of him, per se, and more people kind of talking about him. I felt it was forced because they just wanted to surprise us. I agree. There's no way anyone could have guessed that it was Grayson because they just didn't give us enough context, just like with Chloe, how we said, you know, they didn't go deep enough. So we didn't know much about him to not rule him out as a suspect. I agree. I, again, as I had mentioned, looking back on it, he is a a prime suspect because all the pieces line up with him. But I think had they maybe just spent a little bit more time with him instead of ruling him out so quickly, maybe he would have raised more flags to the audience that, oh, this guy can potentially be the turd burglar. They are just focusing so much on the actual students, yeah. which makes sense because that's who you would think it is. And... Yeah. With the revelation that Grayson is the turd burglar, he decides to do one final poop prank. And this, this again, was kind of fun to bring back the comedy because it was, of course, called The Dump, but everyone's like, what? What? What's falling on me? What's going to happen? <laughs> I love the testimonies of the kids when they're talking. Yeah. I didn't know where to go. Like, I just went out. I was afraid it, shit was going to start coming out of the ceilings. I was looking for class. <laughs> and the teachers out there are like, nobody go home. Excuse <laughs> me. Like, if I was these kids and I legitimately thought that shit was going to come on my head, you bet. You best bet I'm not going to be right? here. How many like, bitchy girls would be like, I am going home, Mrs. Davidson. No. My like, hair. I will not go through this again. <laughs> well, that's honestly that kind of annoyed me when I heard that because I'm just like your school just went through like four, three technically <laughs> public poop crimes, four in total, and you're telling your students not to go home in fear of like being pooped on and like having another catastrophe on your hands. Like they, they didn't want to deal with the parents being angry. That's, that's, that's what they were trying yeah. to avoid. They really, like, the nurse should have just a ton of Febreze constantly. (laughs) And then she should also have masks. And there should also be scented ponchos um, given freely at the school. And poopery. And PTA. Yes, PTA will pay for it. Did (laughs) did either of you girls also think it was a little odd how quickly they were back in school after the brownout? Just because, like, there was poop everywhere, the smell, (laughs) the stains. Like, how did y'all get that out so quickly? Like, you should have been out of school for a week at least mentally to just get it all out of your head and to physically clean your facility. Oh, yeah. My mom would not make me go back to school. She would let me, like, stay home fake sick for two weeks if I did that in high school. Me too. They should not have gone (laughs) back to that And they should have had a guidance counselor more available. They should have. They should have post-brownout they should have had a lot better handle of the situation. (laughs) We all think so. But as it turns out, the dump is not a physical dump on your head. It is an information dump where basically Grayson tells, lays out everybody's dirty laundry. <laughs> and I don't, I, I, it was obviously just rude and malicious and he just wanted to get back at the kids and show them that they're all fake and artificial. But it was very sad because I feel like a lot of the suspects we have been accusing of possibly being the turd burger, you get to see... They're, you know, 
uh, kind of like their insecure sides. For example, Demarcus. Oh, that was sad. That was horrible. But I did like how the one girl was like, I don't care if he's uncircumcised, oh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Adding little bits of comedy. That is what we love. <laughs> and, again, this is also where we find out that he, Grayson may have been the turd burglar, but he had other people commit his crimes. How surprised were we when we found out that although DeMarcus, Jenna, and Mr. Giswaldi all lined up with their crimes perfectly, I believe his name was Drew, Drew Pankritz, did not do the brownout. How surprised were we that that one just didn't match up like Peter and Sam thought it would have? At that point, I was irritated. I was so ready to just know all the details, and I was like, okay, Drew, you know, did the fourth crime, but when he didn't, I was like, okay, what else are they going to throw at us? Like, it's going to be something that just makes... No sense, but at the end of the day, finding out who it really was, I was my mind was blown. Like, they mm-hmm. really shocked me with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I was just a little bit annoyed at that point. I was like, what is this? What's happening? And I was still laughing throughout, because honestly, they could be talking about crimes and just saying poop and dump yeah. constantly, and I'll laugh. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I was a little annoyed. Would we have been satisfied if it didn't turn out to be, I guess, as elaborate as it did turn out with the multiple suspects, and then it ended up and then it did end up being Kevin who was complicit in the brownout and not being blackmailed, would we have been more satisfied if it was a simpler reveal, I guess? I would have been more satisfied if it was less malicious and more some really sick, weird kid with a demented sense of humor that, I don't know, escaped the loony bin or God knows what, but really didn't mean any harm. Mm-hmm. And that everyone can be like, okay, well, it's, it's all right. But it was so mean. Yeah. I would have been more impressed if it was one student who committed all of the crimes not one student manipulating people that don't want to do the crimes that aren't you know bad students but that sort of had no other choice I mean they Mm -hmm. did have another choice but it was either get all your stuff exposed or commit this crime and this is what we were saying in the beginning of how the show took this serious turn of how the first season stayed in this mockumentary sense the entire time and had subtle hints of kind of moral lessons throughout whereas I feel like again in reference to the show the last these last few episodes was in fact a dump it was a dump of them kind of explaining to us all of these issues all these societal issues that they address such as you know the the bullying, uh, high school students' anxieties and their fears and how social media is consuming and all this other stuff. And so it it took us out of that mockumentary feel. And again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I appreciate that, but I also would have loved if they stayed in this funny mockumentary sense. Yeah, I agree. I think since, you know, we're dealing with high school kids they sort of had to touch on social issues a little bit because it just makes it more relatable. I know yeah. it did it did come off preachy at times, but I, I was able to relate to it. I was like, oh, you yeah. know what? That makes sense. Oh, you know, I've been through that, or I know someone who's been through that. So I, I appreciated that they tried to bring it back to life and not just have it strictly be comedy and more relatable a little bit. Yeah, I, I, well, I was just thinking, I was like, different show, great idea for a show about how social media completely takes over. A high, I mean, it's basically Pretty Little Liars, essentially, if you guys have ever seen that. Yeah. But, and it's, you know, people threaten each other, blackmail, the whole shebang. 
But, you know, I don't know. I kind of just wished it was something goofier and that the people that got hurt were bad in the audience's eyes. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Now, with we'll do our best to try not compare to the first season, but our final overall thoughts of this season as a standalone without trying to compare to the first. What did we think? Um, I would have liked it probably either way just because of the content. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it was definitely entertaining and fun. I just, it's one of those things you would need to watch it with other people because you kind of feel weird watching it alone. That's how it felt. <laughs> I watched the first episode with my mom, and she's like, "What? What are you watching these <laughs> my days?" My mom too. It's like turd shit. Who's shitting their pants? Turd burglary. My mom was like, "What are you doing?" Um, but you know, not thinking about the first season at all. I I loved American Vandal just because it's the first mockumentary I've ever watched, and I just think it's so cool how real it looks, but how fake it is, and I I loved it. I agree. I really liked the concept. I thought it was very, very funny that they went this direction with this season. And again, you know, despite the fact that it got very serious towards the end, again, I do appreciate that they did that. Because to your point, Rivette, it's high school skid, uh, skids. <laughs> skid marks! Hi! It's high school kids, so stuff like this should be... Um, if it's touched upon, it should be touched upon in a, a serious manner. So I appreciate that they did handle that with care. But overall, I did enjoy it. It was still very enjoyable to me. Now, American Vandal, all about poop. Believe it or not, there's some real-life crazy people out there that perform some poop <laughs> crimes. And uh, Sam's got some tales from the toilet for us today. Okay, so the New York Post posted this um, in May of 2018, so not that long ago. Grumpy old man gets revenge on former pal by pumping poop into his home. This is one way to dump a friend. An elderly Briton whose relationship with his pal went down the toilet. His feces for several weeks in a revolting scheme in which he pumped the excrement into the man's home, the mirror reported. Jeffrey Hoyt Dovington, 75, of Rotherham, told police he thought Donald Wicks had contributed to his divorce more than two years ago and ruined my life, according to the news outlet. Armed with his stinky load, Hoyt Dovington traveled to Braintree, Essex, to carry out the violent attack on the home of Wicks and his hubby Richard while they were away on New Year's Day. It would seem that the defendant defecated into a container and kept that for six to eight weeks, Prosecutor oh Leslie Small said. He had constructed a homemade pump and used that pump through the letterbox. <sighs> Using that pump, he has pushed the excrement through the letterbox, causing that splatter over the hallway, up the stairs, and onto the back wall, she said. Surveillance footage <laughs> captured the vengeful pooper in the act outside of the couple's home, Small added. Wicks describes the incident in court as despicable and disgusting. It immediately caused me to feel very anxious and unable to sleep due to the stress, he said. I felt my personal space, our home, had been invaded. He pleaded guilty, uh, more than $5,000 in damage. And um, apparently Judge Michael Cadman found the defense a load of crap and slapped Toy Doverton with a suspended jail sentence along with 80 hours of unpaid work. Well, guys, if you've learned the lesson here, don't do that to your friends. It's... Uh, Illegal. Violated. <laughs> that is the... Oh, no, yeah, there we go. No, yeah. don't do that. 75-year-old <laughs> oh, man. I just... 75. 75-year-old wow. man 
poops and keeps his poop for eight weeks. That's disgusting. Oh I mean, granted, I, the whole thing is pretty gross, but the fact that he's living in a home with just poop laying around is pretty darn gross, guys. Yes. That's an understatement. Uh, oh my, oh my, oh my. People get really inventive, don't they, sometimes? Anger, you know, I guess. Anger that's... makes you do absolutely crazy, crazy things. Yes. Well, thank you, Sam. That was very... Uh... I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this delightful this afternoon tea reading of uh, some poop. And thank you, Steve, for the music. That was awesome. It was, it was very fitting. It, it lined the mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but no, really, Sam, thank you. That was quite entertaining, even though, my goodness gracious, what a story. What a story. <laughs> all right. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for tonight. It has been so, so amazing to cover this show. Clearly, we have no issues talking about poop for hours on end. Ladies, <laughs> where can the fans find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43. Twitter on Instagram, SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. I'm also on the Riverdale After Show, which is starting soon, and the You After Show. So check those out and send me poop emojis anytime you want. Oh! <laughs> I am at Rivette Soro. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Hey everyone, Veronica Valencia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch me tonight, Wednesdays, on the Sur- Survivor After Show at 10 p.m. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the American Vandal After Show. We love the show and we cannot wait for a season three. So until then, see you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Bill Sweetek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. In fact, we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.